Hey guys, my name is Ty Worsham, and you guys already know that, but this is Loose Screws, and this is going to be a special episode of Loose Screws where I am actually going to be like full-blown geeked out here, because I kind of have a hero that's actually agreed to sit down and talk with us this evening, and uh, Kai's in here with me, Commander Kai, and uh, <laughs> I I'm, 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 completely kind of nerded nerd geeked out here because this is Ben Moss Woodward of Lave Radio. Uh, I am blown away that he has joined us this evening. How's it going this evening, man? Would it help if I, if you pulled my finger and I let one rip? <laughs> I'm not going to say no to that. Let me just, <laughs> let me, let me, let me, how you doing guys? Let me, let me just say like, like, like you and, um, uh, like everybody over there, I've been listening to you guys. I, I didn't discover y'all show until about a year into I was playing uh, Elite, and I was in Lave, and maybe it might have been a little further. I can't remember, but I was in Lave, and I noticed, well, who the hell is Lave Radio Network? So I started googling, and there y'all were. Mm -hmm. And um, it's <laughs> I started this show because I thought, man, there's not really like an American version of of this show anywhere and i kind of want to do that and uh i'm i'm humbled that you are in this you're in my discord it is awesome <laughs> well I'm, it's so I'm, much cleaner and shinier than ours. <laughs> yeah give it time i'll screw it up good <laughs> i i'm a huge fan of everyone at lave radio except for shan because anyone richer than me can suck it <laughs> yeah, shan is part of the 0.00001 percent all right how much money does he have because we had a, we me and Kyle had a little side bet going on <laughs> honestly i have no idea uh i think he's got enough that he's actually embarrassed about it um <laughs> And I know for a fact that every single one of his crewmen, despite the fact he's killed multiple of them, are still richer than I am. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I don't want to... like, Because you do other things besides live radio. So uh, I know you do... Um, and I'm completely... Uh, blanking over here, so help me out, Kyle. Yeah, let, me, let me jump in here. First <laughs> yeah. off... I'm a huge fan of yours from, from Lave Radio. Yep. But I also love when I pick out your voice in either Beyond Dockers, where you play Jacks Off a lot, the erstwhile uh, customs guy slash uh, professional. I'm, not, I'm a docker. Well, yeah, but, well, you search, you guys check all the people. Check all the people coming in, and yeah, you spend three officer. quarters. You spend three quarters of your time trying to get into the pants of May Swallows. <laughs> only if I'm very lucky. Well, the only time you've gotten lucky was with her husband. <laughs> that, that no, uh, that's not quite the only time Jack's gotten lucky. He did get lucky with Finn as well, I think. That is also disturbingly true. So yes. you're two for two. You're two for two in the man love department <laughs> at the moment. Well, I, I think it's one of the one of the best things about the Elite Universe is, and this is actually this is a serious thing that Simon Winnard's done in his portrayal is yeah gender's a fluid thing who cares yeah whatever so so number one <laughs> uh, I, i'm a huge fan of seeing you there um and, and secondly uh i'm a huge fan whenever i I've, so i've heard your voice on multiple episodes playing different roles 
uh, on um, Sagittarius Eye. I've heard you. Yeah. Now, and, and I know that you are one of the uh, editors. Also. Over in over in Sagai, I'm the podcast manager over yeah. there. So basically, I'm herding the cats of all the of all the voice recording. And when that was a, it's so much better now that we've caught up. But when we were doing all the doing all the backlog, it was. Almost a year. It felt. It felt like a year, maybe sort of nine months, something like that. Of every oh. single week, it was like bat. It was just like bang, 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 because we had to get an episode out every week just to catch up. Wow. Um, and it was relentless. And it's just like I was. I was always working about three weeks, four weeks ahead of schedule. So it's like um, about three weeks ahead of time. It's sort of a case of get all the voice actors and figure out who's going to be about. Then we've got to assign all the parts. Then we've got to go off and actually, what what I call scriptify the the stories, because there there are some things which work brilliantly in a magazine, but a list of figures, for example, is kind of shit when it's being read out of an audio form. Mm. So either we change that content, or we manipulate it to some way so it's it's a it's better for audio consumption um so that had to go off and get done then obviously assigning everybody then herding everybody to actually go out and do the recordings then editing the recordings which was about a two week period um and then of course finally getting it out on the thursdays of the month on the thursday um it was yeah it was relentless <laughs> for a long period of time but we got there, and we've, we're now down to a quarterly thing. Thank God! It's like all the voice actors are like shit. I can actually breathe, and I can do other things again. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, well, I I actually so I'm I'm kind of showing my ignorance here. I didn't know about uh, Dockers until like a week ago, so I'm playing catch up on that. <laughs> yeah, word of warning: do not listen to Dockers while driving or operating heavy machinery. <laughs> That, that's like the only time I listen to podcasts is when I'm driving because I have an hour hour commute. So, mm -hmm. um, and um, I I have not listened to Sagittarius Eye mostly because uh, I read Sagittarius Eye and Fair enough. Uh, I there's something about having it because I, I read it on the pot, man. <laughs> there, there's there's just something about being able to read it on the pot that's like more like. I'm an old and school D and D. Yeah, like I'm an old school D and D guy. Like I like paper and, and stuff like that. So I will actually print the shit out. You know, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, oh, we're talk talking about that. So confession time. Um, back when I was fifteen, and well, I don't know how how old would have been. Twelve to fifteen or something like that. My family, we just kept. Garfield and Farside books in the can. <laughs> and I would just sit in there for hours on end and just read it. <laughs> so there's two things that suddenly occur to me. Yep. Um, the first is that I never, ever want to ask to borrow Ty's iPad. And, uh, <laughs> the second is uh, to to give a uh, big welcome to Dravenos, who was able to pop oh. in. I guess. Hey! This, this, I this is what I get for not watching Discord, man. Yeah. I'm like super excited to be able to talk to Ada Vice. I love you, dude. Hey, Draven, how's it going, man? Uh, just removing your bio waste, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> you gotta shovel that shit. Have you actually heard the story about that man? Like how the whole BioWare thing came to be? Uh, no, I haven't. Like I literally just hopped in here and it was just like, oh my god! Like I'm still hopping in during the recording. I didn't think this would still be going on right now. I thought you guys were doing this earlier in the day. We we were just over there, happened to be in Lave doing something else, and we hopped over the to the uh, Sidewinder bar and. I can't remember, like, at some point, Dravenos says to me, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to take some bio waste out of here or, or something like that. And I was like, okay. And then next thing we know, we're hauling all this bio waste just for fun. <laughs> I think bio waste is actually one of the more profitable me. things I've I bought made. a Type 10 to, could, like, or Type 9 to do this. <laughs> That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, all of you, like, the Lave guys are just messaging me, like, hey, you're removing all of our bio waste. We got some more because of Aether Vice. We're more on the show. If you're delivering bio-waste, though, you've got to tran transfer it from Lave over to Slough Orbital. <laughs> so it's got, to, it's got to go to Slough. So that All it'll right. be radioactive? Um, <laughs> or take and serve, we will do it. I will yeah, do it. So, you know, that, that's where the bio-waste needs to go. Just don't, don't go and tell Kate. <laughs> oh, don't unzip. This is between me and you, sir. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else can... We're not... Okay. This is... Gotcha. Shh! You do realize that this is going to go live, though. We, we can edit it, can't we? We can fix it in post. 100%. <laughs> That's 100%. fine, then. That's fine. Uh, but no, there, there's, a, there's a little oh, bit of a history God, delivering so bio waste to slab. Hop in here while we're interviewing you. Like, it's awesome. I get to, like, I didn't think I was going to make this. Yeah. Uh, I wind up having a spot of real life. Because um, uh, I think we were originally scheduled for seven. Yeah. Um, and seven o'clock, I was going to be basically in the middle of seeing a film. Uh, with one of my flatmates, so I was like, "Hey guys, do you mind if we either do it early?" But uh, Ty was still in bed. <laughs> Sorry um, about that. So I was like, "Okay, well, let's go later then." And no, I'll just no, no, give us juicy details. What are you going to see? I went to see 1917 and mm. Bad Boys. Nice. So that both. Was, that was the film. If you don't mind me asking. 1917, they were both good films, but obviously in very different ways. Mm -hmm. um, I saw uh, 1917 after Bad Boys. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it's a very somber, very serious, very good film, but not fun. Well, I Whereas think like, I, I was more fun. concerned with the answer of Bad Boys, just because, like, I'm pretty sure all of us in here follow that. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, Bad Boys is just is just a fun film. Good, good. It's like explosions and guns and Will Smith being Will Smith. It's, you know. Well, awesome stuff, um, dude. Welcome so, Earth. So, uh, just real quick, sorry. Getting back to the uh, yeah. the uh, Sagittarius Eye. I mean, I, I fell in love with the show. The fact that you guys do such different and varied pieces, but all like in the role play sort of in the world of mm -hmm. the actual it, it exists within the the world of elite dangerous and yet you have you know ship builds from the fat bottom girl uh uh you know ship build for that uh that uh hauler that that blows yeah, away yeah, yeah. race ships to yeah, oh, being... um, doing the the speed bowling yeah and then and, and the ship or, or the uh the piece that you guys did on you know the frogs or yeah. the piece that you that was did. a fun one to record. My personal all-time favorite is the series that you guys had on the abandoned Inra bases. I think the abandoned Inra mm -hmm. bases 
and that whole thing where it very clearly leads you to put the pieces together and and say like there is a human ai somewhere roaming around that was created by these guys and like it's still unaccounted for in the lore <laughs> in the story yes. i find to be amazing what's it like sort of creating something that is so varied like lave radio or loose screws it, it it's a talk show we sit around we shoot the shit over what happened through the week that is you're telling very very sort of detailed crafted stories that are scripted and and have like uh, you know a beginning a middle and an end what's it like doing something like that that's so different if, honestly you're better talking to souverine or someone like that for that kind of thing because my limitation is very much a case of there we had articles <laughs> uh, we had we had articles like and we just have to we're reading the articles out basically uh we're not involved in the in most of the creation of the articles uh but sagai's got oh. a whole load of researchers um i know you know there was like pages upon pages of potential story ideas which then go off and get assigned out and get turned into articles and then obviously all be, are all made in universe um but i w i wasn't involved in any of that side of things okay um well from from the so, side that 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 you are involved with what's the difference between say uh, a lave radio project and the things that are involved with that to a sagai project to a dockers project which is you know <laughs> crass and humorous and and just Very, silliness uh, i i miss doing dockers so much sometimes um, <laughs> well, i was gonna ask as a follow-up too like is it kind of like one of those things where it's like a D, &D session because it is it sounds like you're doing like kind of like a role play thing mm -hmm. so right live radio is obviously it's a basically throughout the week we've got a we try and build up a document of all the all the news and happenings both from Frontier and in the community. Uh, and obviously, sometimes we'll get messages from the community saying, hey, guys, we're doing this. Um, other times, we've got to just go off and dig it out and we find out about it. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll turn a story in... We'll turn that into two hours of content. Um, now, obviously, we'll also... We usually, but not always, chuck in some kind of main topic which can maybe be some kind of speculation or mm -hmm. uh, speculations is always such a fun one because we can just we can just go wild uh, but it might be interviewing people it might be talking about the patch notes in a whole lot of detail it might be moaning about CQC or or whatever it could be anything basically uh, and that's obviously it's a live weekly show um and we can get into more about the history of Lave in a bit. Um, Sagai is obviously a case of we're reading out the, the all the articles are made on a monthly basis, um, and we we basically after about two years or something like that, um, after about two years of that, we basically um, Souverine was like, you know, we should do an audio version of this. And relatively, I basically got pulled in to be the the manager of the the podcast manager for it. So I was like herding all the voice actors and 
a couple of journalists if we needed some things checked or getting some pronunciations. Although the official pronunciation guide from Sagai is pronounce it however the hell you want to and don't ask Suverine. <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean, like you're talking about voice actors and stuff like that, and it's just like, dude, if you guys need voice actors, like, feel free to ask me. I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, we've, we're, we're blessed <laughs> in that we've got a cast of really, really brilliant voice actors. Oh, dude, like, I've heard um, like, the ads and... that you've done, and, like, you blow me away because, like, you read things with such intensity, and it's so good. Um, you know, we've got, like, we've got people who are, like, proper voice actors who, with their own IMDb pages. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a guy who's a preacher and his wife are on it. Um... We've got people who are in bands. We've got other podcast people doing it, like you know, like myself, Wotherspoon, and the mm-hmm. Burrs. Um, and then we've got normal people. As, we've got no, you know what I mean. Normal people. You know, you've got regular players with a microphone, mm-hmm. um, and you know they come along and they, so long as they can say words and get it out in a professional manner, and. Ideally, be able to create some kind of act, some some kind of so as long as they can bring in some kind of performance into their show to tell a story, so you're not just reading it out like and you are sometimes you are a news article person, but sometimes you are um, President Hudson. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes you need to go and do your do a bit of acting. Sometimes you just need to. To like be a be a bit of a CNN journalist for the American listeners. Um, <laughs> I, I usually say BBC journalist, but that's not going to help you guys over there. I'm sorry, I'm just laughing. I'm I'm laughing because of the the uh, the message that we broadcasted out. Like the uh, reviewers, just like we don't have magical language, and you guys comments and all that. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. So, so you know we we do all that. Yeah. No, go ahead. Um. Yeah, I've lost where I am now. <laughs> so, uh, as far as far as far on the other end of the scale as you can get from that, would be Lave Radio, where it's a casual. Like, I mean, obviously, you guys do research and whatever, but you're sitting around doing a talk show of just current happenings, and you're sitting around discussing this with friends. You guys have been doing this for years. It's yeah. so. It's it's so sort of like it must feel like very very it, like home like it's just relaxed. But for something like that, for example, when you do a, let's say you record it for several hours or whatever, can you walk us through how that works? How does the recording go? And like how long does it take to edit that and put that out? And what are yeah, some of, of the interesting things for that? So right, we we generally we've got a couple. We record things in several places, so we've got redundancy. Um, so we're broadcasting, I think we're still using Sam. Um, now thankfully, but either Norman, uh, who, Norman, uh, Ventura goes off and does the stuff or Psychokai does it. Um, and OBS can make its own recordings. Uh, I wish there was a way to get OBS to do just audio recordings sometimes, but it doesn't. Amen, brother. Um, Audacity will record things though. Um, and that'll just do the audio. We also use a bot on the server called Craig, and that will basically record everyone in the Discord server 
to a project on the cloud, which you can then go off and download. Um, and then we've also got a recording just tied into what goes out on the radio, basically. Um, so we've got we've got multiple backups because tech so issues like happen. Layers upon layers upon layers in case something happens. Yeah, because when sh- you guys will know, shit happens. Yep. And <laughs> this, this, this is why we have a missing episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do we, but that's for completely different reasons. But that's the uh, thing is, like, there's multiple reasons why you know things can happen and you miss something. Like, yeah. I assume when you say that, that we have one for different reasons, you're talking about that 1C episode? Uh, well, no, there's... Two, well, okay, we've got a couple of missing episodes then, I guess. Okay. So, uh, Lave Radio had... I want to say there was two episode ones. Well, I mean, you guys um, have been doing it since, like, the beginning, so I imagine you have yeah. more than, like, three or four missing episodes, you know? I, like, I you guys don't... have been doing this for years upon years. Uh, I don't actually think there's that many missing things apart from by deliberate choice. But there was, there was one. There was a missing episode which was like the very, very first one, which is before my time, um, where basically the guy who said he was going to do it, uh, another guy called Chris, uh, not related to Chris Jarvis or Chris Forrester, uh, another Chris, he was like, okay, let's go and do it. Or do it. I was like, all right. And then, like, record. And he just froze. Now it's one of those things that makes me look at Ty and go, hey, Ty, before I join, how many music episodes are there? Because I joined in on episode three, you know? Well, I mean... I started this off with one of his friends and had a solo episode, and then somehow I got dragged along into this. <laughs> well, yeah. let me just kind of tell you, like, like, for me, being able to talk and record my voice, like, I... I had to get to where I could listen to my own episodes because I hate the sound oh, dude, of my voice. Like I, I'm struggling with that still to this day, sir. Uh, so you're not ditto. Yeah. Ditto. It, it, what helped me was like I read that there's actually a psychological thing that if you actually like the sound of your voice, that's a pretty good sign you're you're a narcissist. No, yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes the sound of their voice, I thought. Yeah, and, and and apparently if you really like the sound of your voice, it could be the sign that you're a psychopath or a sociopath. Well, because, like, okay. okay. I'll put it to you this way. I've been a singer for five different bands. And like it's easier for me to listen to this podcast more than it ever was for me to listen to recordings of me singing. So Yeah, I'm sure your fans feel the same way, so No, we don't have any fans because none of those ever got released because fucking drummers. So so let me let me ask you this, because like I kinda wanna know like I don't want to say the history of Lave Radio, but like The the thing I'm the thing I'm really wanting to know is that you guys went and uh, you guys actually got to go visit Frontier, and I had some of heard, us have, some of us have yeah yeah I had heard that you got to sit down with David Braben, and yep. I, w- I want to hear the story. Oh God, this is gonna. Be uh, I can't tell a lot of the story because it's technically under NDA. Okay. Ah, uh, well, okay. well, let me let me ask you this then, and you can just say yes or no. Have you okay. seen things that are not in the game yet? If he has, I don't think he's legally allowed. <laughs> yeah. The fact that Kai so, is answering for him, here's, here's, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm so, going to do. Okay, I'm gonna... no, I think I can safely say I have seen some shit. Okay. Uh, and I can definitely say, I, I, I think it's safe to say now that you know, we saw the, um, oh, the, the, 
concept art for the burning stations. Mm. Okay. Um, That's public now, I think, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, no, Mike, exactly. I was going to ask because, like, it sounds like you're dancing around this so much. Did you like what you see? I'm like, that's oh, a hell yes. Yes. And, okay. you know. hell yes. Okay, well, then there we go. That's <laughs> so, all we need to know. Like, so, to save my good friend Edelweiss from legal fees, because I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> British lawyers actually have to wear like that powdered wig, so they're very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> to, save, to save Edelweiss from any of that, I'm going to change the subject away from anything that's going to get him in trouble and back to. So we were talking about how you record the episode. After yeah. you've recorded it, how do you guys edit it and break it down and whatnot? Okay, so after after the editing, after the recording, then we've got Grant. To be honest, because this song we were talking about earlier is uh, right. How to? So usually we timeliness is next to godliness or something like that. Oh, that's cleanliness. That's cleanliness. But yeah, it's, it's good to be timely as well, isn't it? Timeliness, yeah, that counts too. Yeah, so um, let's re rewind and say, you know, Live Radio these days is a live podcast, and a large part of the reason why it's a live podcast is that we would go off and we'd be shooting the shit for like four or five hours before we'd even remembered we needed to hit the record button. <laughs> Uh, and that wasn't good for us. It wasn't good for our wives. It wasn't good for our family. Um, it wasn't good for the children. And it wasn't really good for the shows. Because, um, you know, you'd just be, yeah, we'll, we'll go off and do that. And I remember there was one time when, like, we would have almost like a whole, we'd, it would be like a six hour recording session for two hours of of content, maybe even less. Mm -hmm. But then it it wound up taking the guy doing the editing maybe a month to actually go off and edit it down into something usable. Mm. Um, and that's not sustainable. Um, you know, it's just, it takes the mickey out of the guy doing the editing. It takes the mickey out of the guys doing the recordings. It takes the mickey out of anyone who's actually got to try and interact with the people doing the recordings. Um, so we had to go to a. We had we had to tighten things up a lot, mm -hmm. um, and that's why we decided we're going to go off and okay, we'll go live about half past eight, um, and we'll run for two hours, and so we'll finish about half past ten, and then we will aim to get the editing out and get the show out as quickly as possible. Um, now, nine times out of ten, that means that Psycho Cow will literally just top and tail the episode, chuck in a fresh copy of, um, like, Galnet Audio, or Galnet News Digest, sorry, and uh, the intro and outro music and the adverts. If he sees any blatantly obvious white space gaps, he'll get rid of them. But only if they're like 30 seconds of us saying nothing or something stupid like that. <laughs> so PsychoCow can get an edit out and up in under 20 minutes. Because, uh, you know, A, he's, he's been doing it for years and he is that fast and good. But B, 
it's just better to get it out so he can. Well, I mean, he's got some wife he's got to look after and all that kind of stuff. He's got real life, mm-hmm. and obviously it's coming up midnight. So if you don't get it done, then then it ain't going to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, now Norman takes a little bit more time, but Norman's a little bit less experienced, and I mean, you guys, you guys have listened. You guys listen to it because obviously I've listened to it all live. You guys have listened to the the podcast versions. I want to say that Norman, Norman certainly takes more time over the shows, and I'll let you guys decide whether the show's edited by Grant or edited by Norman make for a better listen. Because uh, I'm not in a qualified position these days to actually go and say I mean, about that. Uh, if you know the it's like when I listen to your podcast, I just I enjoy it for what it is, like. You know, you have really good conversations and you reveal a lot to the community and then it's just like some of the ideas that like each each of you has their own idea of how things should be going and it kind of like it changes my thought process on it and it's just like, well, I didn't see that from that way in that mm-hmm. direction until like I've heard it and then it's just like, huh, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but I don't. I don't know if anyone can. I don't know if anyone can actually tell the differences between Grant editing and Norman editing. Um, I've done edits in the past. Jarvis obviously used to do a whole load of editing um, back when, sort of, back in the earlier episodes. Um, Alan, when Al, Alan did some editing, and Alan would take six months. Well, not quite that bad, but you know, Alan could take months to do an edit because Alan is such a perfectionist. Well, Alan Stroud also, you know, I, I, you're talking about Alan yeah. Stroud, yeah? yeah so you're yeah, talking yeah. about the guy who, you know, does radio plays with professional groups, so he's going that's, to... That's Chris Jarvis him. who does that. Doesn't Alan Stroud, wasn't he also... He was So Alan Stroud was on, wasn't he on Data Slate, and didn't he also do something okay. with... Yeah, uh, he does, Al, uh, Alan does Data Slate as well, or did Data Slate, because he's, he's an author and he likes all the books and things. And wasn't Alan part of uh, Escape Velocity and all? That's all Jarvis doing all the editing work for that and all the recording. And Alan may have been involved with some of the voice work for it. Mm. Um, But I know a lot of the voice actors from Escape Velocity are actually people from Jarvis's acting group. And it's all Radio Theatre Workshop. Right on. So I actually have something that I I, want to transition to. And this... From our conversations earlier, Edelweiss, this is a little gift from me to Ty, because uh, I know he's going to be very, very, very excited. So, Ty, if you remember, not that long ago, we were having a discussion, and you had said, because, so Ty is a huge Raxla buff. He is a Raxlophile, if you will. And we were discussing the fact that Ty had said that he had seen somewhere that, you know, on the forums or whatever, it says in a couple of places, people refer to this story of, oh, yeah, Raxla was in a system that was visited by a commander once who honked and just left without, like, like scanning or whatever. And I had uh, sort of explained to Ty that, well, actually, I had recently seen a uh, stream by... Uh, Drew Wagar, where he was researching this and he had said that he had also heard the same story, that he had scanned everywhere. He had found absolutely nothing to confirm that that ever happened. 
and therefore it's considered apocrypha by him. So I wanted to now give to Ty a little gift. Edelweiss, if you will, please. Uh, our discussion from earlier. Okie dokie. So um, I'll, I'll preface this by saying what you and I wound up into is that all of this is memory and it could very well be a group memory affecting my real memory. Right. Um, but I, I have a memory and it might be a lot of bullshit memory or it might just be completely made up or it might be everyone just talking about it. But I would swear I remember a question being asked at the Kettering LaveCon to Mike Brooks and Mike then basically said, you know, so you know, the, the question was something like, you know, tell us about Raxler or something. And Mike basically said, somebody's been there, but they didn't see the planet. They, you know, they've been in the system, but they haven't been to Raxler. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> this could be all of us going off and swearing blindly that we saw a pink elephant 10 days ago. So, <laughs> so I can tell you right now that that did happen, but it's the phrasing of that. Um, well, I say it did happen. I haven't seen a video of it, but there is. Well, that's a... the thing. There weren't any videos and recordings from Kettering. Right. It was very much a case of, you know, we, we had microphones right. and we were basically amplifying the microphones out we weren't recording anything. We weren't twitching anything. Right, and, and and there's there's a there's there's a lot of of transcripts of of the way he phrased it, but he every like everyone I've read is is worded a little bit different. Yeah, and um, at some point it kind of got amalgamated into this. Someone went in the system, honked, and left. And yeah. I don't think that's the case. I I'm I'm of the believer that Raxla is in the bubble. And that it's, you remember how Voyager was before they put in the FSS where you had to like, mm -hmm. you, know, you had to fly so far and then turn. I think it's like that. I think that... I would not be surprised by that at all, that you have to find it. I suspect it wouldn't be, I suspect you've got to be damn close to find Raxler. Um, I could well believe though that somebody has been in the system and didn't notice it because let's face it. You could be in solid not row, not know that um, Voyager was there either, or at least right. you used to be able to. Right. Yep. You know, these days, it's a piece of piss to find Voyager. Right. But it used to be go off and target this star here, and then hope. Yeah, I mean, I spent like six yeah. hours looking for it on a Saturday once, like before the FSS. I I did similar on a Sunday night. I was like flying there because I was like I really really wanted to try and do a live recording from there for, for one of the shows. Right. So I spent all of Sunday basically trying to find the place, and I was, like, flying forwards, flying backwards, doing circles. Like, I am sure I'm in the right vicinity, but I am down if I can see anything. <laughs> and it was actually as when we got the FFS scanner, the first thing I went off and did was go off to Sol and visit Voyager 1, 2, and... Oh, um, New Horizons, I think it is, or something like that. It's out there, too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's... it's The other thing I'll say about Raxla is that I've also... I've 
there was a point where I was convinced that it wasn't in the game. Even after, um, I can't remember who said mm-hmm. it at, at Frontier right now, but even after the comment was said that uh, it is definitely in the game and we're not giving away hints. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, too many of the devs have said that has said it's definitely in the game. Yeah, I'm 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 of the mindset now that it's a situation where, and I, I feel like we got all the clues that were. I feel like the clues are in the Dark Wheel novella, and I just don't know how to decipher it yet. And I think that I don't think the clues would be in the Dark Wheel novella. There really isn't a lot of clues about Ratzler in the in the in the novella. Um. And technically, a large part of it's not canon these days anyway. Yeah, I know. Well, they talk about um, like 16 different species or something in that thing, so... Yeah, and I mean, there are... It's like, my... The question I ask at every LaveCon is, can we please get the Tianila graveyard? Yeah. Uh, and that's obviously... That's lifted straight out of the novella. Yeah. And every year... You know, every... When Mike Brooks was working on Elite Dangerous, he would just come... He would just keep saying, soon... And I think last year, Will just said, nope. Yeah. Well, I, I, no, please, you've got no excuses. We need... Uh, I, I want it in there so much. Does, does, <laughs> Don't take that out of context. No, no, no. Does, does it... <laughs> so, so, so there's been a couple of things that have kind of disappeared, that it seemed like they've disappeared from, from Frontier's radar. And just off the top of my head, it's like, like Earth's Moon was supposed to be uh, custom-made... And they said it's it's gonna be coming yeah. soon. That's not. It doesn't seem like it's on the radar. Ice planets seemed like it was. I mean, we actually saw some. Uh, uh, we saw the. Art. Yeah, we saw the concept art at LaveCon twenty eighteen. I thought it was seventeen. Was it eighteen? I think it's LaveCon twenty eighteen. I think it was. Yeah. We saw the the ice planet art. Let me just go and. Um, uh, can't click on anything. LaveCon twenty eighteen. Well, Let me I, see if I can find anything. I guess my question to that is like, do you, yeah. do you do you think that they do you think Frontiers kind of I don't want I don't I don't think they've forgotten about it, but do you think it's a situation where they had to table those things because they are so focused on the 2020 update? Or do you think they might be in the 2020 update? I I definitely think that the ice planet stuff will be involved in the 2020 update yes yeah um raxler i suspect might have been it might have been oh a bit like so oh the the ship that was mentioned in one of drew's books and i think originally it was found and it was just like an anaconda or something like that mm-hmm. with a with a recording and then that got then turned into a mega ship, didn't it? Yeah, the was it um, the Zarathra or whatever the Zara something something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Zarara, um, the Zarara. In, 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 uh, in, in the book, it's in... a clipper, isn't it? It's a panther clipper, clipper, isn't it? It's it's been minutes since I read that book, so yeah, it's been a while for me as well. Um, anyway, that you know, that book was apparently it was always there, but then it got upgraded. Okay. While we're talking of things, while we're talking of things mm-hmm. that have been moved back or off the radar, the Panther Clipper. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you, you are aware, obviously, that every time the gets mentioned, it gets rolled back. Yeah. Panther Clipper, Panther Clipper, Panther Clipper. <laughs> and, and I'm not even sure where that ship even fits in the whole. 
it doesn't uh, yeah that's it, the it, problem it, yeah <laughs> it, like it, it doesn't fit in the scheme of, of anything like even the concept art doesn't doesn't feel like it fits in anything yeah yeah maybe um i mean i've oh okay we can lead into this why not um you know how we've got fleet carriers coming up and things like that and right. mm. I think it's fairly safe to say I've never really been a fan of of fleet carriers as an idea. Right. Uh, and that goes back to our initial discussion at FX seventeen. Um, yeah, you know, I just I I couldn't see a point of a wing fleet carrier because it basically it always felt to me like, hey, well I can have a portable station. What's the fucking point of that then? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, it's like okay, I can have I can have a, I can have my own station equivalent parked five light seconds away from Lave. Well, that's kind of useless. Yep. Um, or I can have, or I can have my own station coming out with me to the black. But that really takes away so much of the fun. I think of the black because. You know, half the fun is you're out at Beagle Point or wherever you are, and you know you are sixty odd thousand light years away from a safe home. And even now, you know, now that we've got the stuff, the base at Explorers Anchorage, it's like you're always going to be half a galaxy away from something at least. Yeah. Um. And usually you'll be a lot closer. And getting getting back and forth for, to Colonia now is, is is casual almost. You can do it an hour and a half now, you know. Well, yeah, some people can. I mean, yeah. well, oh, wasn't there a there's a, like a wasn't there a commander who did a who got to who got to Sagay without uh, a working oxygen tank or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Because. Um, I think he had to refuel his tank like twice or something. But yeah. He, yeah. But he's just like bucky-balling it to sag at crazy stuff, neutron jumping it, I guess. Yeah. And got there ridiculously fast and got there before his air ran out. <laughs> and it's just like... It's almost a shame um, how small the galaxy can become. Uh, you know, I remember... So I was involved in the original Jaunt Jacks back before Colonia was Colonia. Right. Um, that was my very first expedition. And I was in an anaconda. I was carrying, you know, I had like a full load of, of stuff to haul to Jack Station to help repair it. Right. But I had, I think my, my jump range was something like 13 light years. Yeah, I, I made the trip out there too, but I didn't do a full load because I was trying to keep around 30, 35 light years in my Anaconda. Yeah, um, yeah it, it, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. It, the galaxy feels smaller, mm-hmm. but it, it's still, it's still the freaking galaxy. Like, oh, gotcha. Yeah, like the thought has crossed my mind. Because, you know, kind of kind of swinging back around to Raxler real quick, you know, the whole envelope um, mm-hmm. device or whatever it's called that's supposedly on the planet. I've had this running theory in my brain that if we can find that, that's going to open up a portal to the Andromeda galaxy. 
because there, there's no way. <laughs> I know, I know. There's no way to leave the galaxy. So, I mean, you could theoretically go there and FSD all the way there, I guess. But, I mean, maybe not in the game, but yeah, from the lore of the game, you know? I, I mean, I know in-game, I know, for example, you can't get to the Magellan clouds that which right so there are there are stars which we have plotted that you can't jump to yeah there's like Um, there's there's one down the formidon rift that if you go in it you can't go out like you you can't get out yeah you can neutron jump in but you cannot get out yeah yeah um so i mean i'm aware of that kind of thing um i it's almost a question I'd like to ask someone like Neil deGrasse Tyson or whatever is like, in the space between galaxies, are there any rogue stars between us and Andromeda, say, that we could, you know, that innerly dangerous we could then jump to? Oh, and I don't a... know if, I don't know how empty the interstellar void is. I don't think that we, so first off, we have a limited ability to gather that data right now, but as yeah. far, I, I don't believe, I believe that right now it is, it is hypothesized that there is nothing in that space, which makes it difficult. You know, you know, we're actually talking with uh, down to earth tomorrow. We should ask him that question. For sure. Sounds like, a, sounds like a good question to ask him. Yeah. Yeah. He'd Absolutely. be a, he'd be a good one to ask. Let, let so, me, let, let me let me shift gears for just one second because I do want to I, I do want to ask you this. So, and and you know I don't necessarily want you to give away any spoilers or anything that you just <laughs> if you might know, but what do you want out of the 2020 update versus what do you think is coming? I would love, I, and again, this is something I've been wanting basically since beta or alpha or you know, before beta was announced. I want Grand Theft Spaceship. I've always wanted Grand Theft Spaceship. That's the concept. There's concept art for Grand Theft Spaceship. That's been um, in there since the freaking uh, Kickstarter. Well, we, we've got we've got the concept art books. Yeah. Um, and uh, the back couple of pages of that is stuff that we have concept art for this in the future, and that includes concept art of a guy. Outside his bust up ship, fixing something. Yeah, so he's like busy using a panel on his on his suit, and he's fixing his ship. Right. Um, and I would love the ability to go and do that. You know, if somebody, let's say, sake of argument, some dastardly pirate goes off and shoots out my engines, say. Now, these days we'd be busted. We, there's nothing we could do. You know, engines are broken. Can't fix them. Tough. Right. Um, well, you could do a reboot repair, but you know what I mean. Right. Um, I would love it if you could go outside your ship and use. If you had some materials in your infinite pocket that you see carry everywhere, um, if you had the right materials for that, you could. Effect, essentially do some kind of synthesis on the bits that needed fixing which could patch it up to 1% or something like that and be enough to get you home. Um, you know, that's some that's something I would like. And I think that would be fun gameplay. Yeah. Um, 
I love I love the idea. Um, there's a game. Oh, I'm gonna have to look on Steam. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Um, there's a multiplayer game whose name I can't remember at the top of my head. Um, and basically, it's like it's a bit like Starfleet Command, but you're basically you're five guys running around a spaceship, and one of you's the pilot, one of you's the engineer. Oh, um, FTL. No, it's not FTL. No, no so he's it's talking a... about the one that they play at LaveCon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, what... not, it's not Artemis. Artemis? It's not no. A, it's not okay. Artemis. Oh. Okay. Um, I'm just, I'm firing up Steam as we speak. Um, <laughs> it's not that. Um, is it Pulsar? It... I'm familiar with Pulsar. I think, see, I, I'm not familiar with Pulsar is what I was trying to say. I didn't say it right. Um, is it Pulsar? I can't type. What? Bloody family view on Steam. Not letting me do up and see things. Yes, it's Pulsar Lost Colony. So Pulsar Lost Colony is a game where you, you it's everything is done from your character's perspective. And you will walk up and you will then sit in the in the pilot's chair. Or you will walk up and you'll be manning the guns or the engineering station. And some of it even involves having to run between different places to to put things in. Uh, if you're in, in, if you're the engineer, you're always having to run and collect heat, uh, heat like coolant pellets, and put them into the machine to be able to cool your engines down and stuff. Um, as well as having to do absolutely everything else as well. Um, if you're the gunner, then you you might have two or three different weapons, and again, you want your you want the right weapon for the right situation. You maybe sometimes you want to be in the top cannon, sometimes you want to be in the bottom cannon, uh, and you're having to go off and you're doing that, but it's all from your perspective, um, and it's a hell of a lot of fun. Now, I don't want Elite to suddenly require us to be multi-crew on our ships because that's never been what Elite is. Elite has always been one man, one ship kind of thing. Uh, although technically Frontier, you did have crew, so hey. Um, or you, you had NPC crewmen who helped you out, and you could only fly a Panther Clipper if you had four or five crewmen or something, couldn't you? Uh, I never played. Mm. This is like the, my only Elite game I ever played is Elite Dangerous. Uh, okay, well, I, I know Frontier definitely had to hire on crewmen, uh, and you know we thought our commanders in our crew in Elite Dangerous were hit with an ugly stick. Mm -hmm. The guys from Frontier or Frontier First Encounters, they were hit with an ugly stick. <laughs> Yeah, they. Oh my God, it's scary. So bad. Some of the photos were. Well, let me ask you um, this, because, uh, because like, yeah. so, so you kind of bring up crew. Mm -hmm. Like, I what I want them to do with crew. Number one, I want the AFMU to disappear. Like, I, I don't, I don't want it to exist. And I want it to where you hire a crew, like an NPC crew, and oh, yes. they can repair your modules. And depending on their um, uh, skills and abilities, skills, abilities, and just happiness, for lack of a better yeah. term. Uh, no, I can get that. A happy crew is a more efficient crew. Yeah. Right. Uh, like a good example, like say say you recruit mostly a federation uh, kind of lined up crew, and you're doing a bunch of empire stuff. Well, they're not real happy with you, so they're not going to repair your ship sense. very well, or yeah. they could actually just abandon your ship. And we already, I feel like, or mutiny and take over. Yeah. Can you imagine them mutinying? That'd be so awesome. <laughs> so in that context, the proper term would be morale. Morale, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I would love for them to do something like that to where, 
or, or, or maybe they're maybe they're like a like a like a lawful kind of crew, and you're doing a bunch of illegal stuff. Well, eventually they're not real happy with you, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, I, I kind of feel like we already got the tech in the game right now. It just needs to be massaged a little bit to make it for crew, because passengers already do this to some degree. Yeah, I completely and utterly agree with you, and I would like to take that and extend it. You know, I want to see my pilots. I want to be able to go and visit them. Um, I want to go, but equally, I'd love to be able to go off and visit my engineer down in his docking bay or down in his engine room. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be able to see my gunning officer sitting in one of the seats next to me. Um, and, you know, if you, let's say you had a gunning officer, they could give you essentially just be a couple of extra percentage points in in the gimbaling system or something like that. There'll be minor there'll be a minor gimbal uh, improvement or minor weapons things. Maybe go off and you know get rid of the AFMU, replace it with an actual engineer who runs around your ship fixing things, and you can help him. Yeah. Um. Mm. You know, maybe you can have a you know a pilot or something, and yeah, you know, basically the actual way this would affect your game is it would give you a minor percentage up, you know, increase in turn rate or these various boosts, a bit like we get from the engineers, but these are improvements from our crewmen. Hmm. Um, I'd love that and get rid of... Uh, but I kind of see the AFMU as an automagic 3D printer or something, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So you've told us some of the things that you want to see from the 2020 paid update. Yeah. Let me ask you a question now. Uh, and I understand that, you know, you may have NDAs or whatever, so I'm not asking you to comment on any of that. But with I am. To... I want everything. <laughs> well, with official, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My okay. client knows nothing. He knows nothing. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, with regard to, you know, the obvious leaks that, have yeah. been out and the, the speculation in in the, the the sort of community as a whole what do you think we're gonna get from the paid update just I speculation i think we will get space legs in some um i don't know what they'll actually give us um I don't like saying I have a minimum of things I would accept because I don't technically. Um, yeah, I, I, I never want to go off and say, well, if Frontier don't go to the bar in my anaconda in that little area in 10, for, ten forward underneath the underneath where your, your cockpit is, I'll, I'll flounce and quit the game. Now, I'm not going to say that because I'd never do that. But my God, how awesome would it be to have a bar area in your ship yes. that you could go down to and hang out with with your mates? It's sure. got no gameplay aspect of it. But if you've played any MMO, how much time do people just spend sitting around a bar just talking? You know, mm -hmm. They could be talking in, like we are just now on voice comms, mm -hmm. but they'll go off and meet up in a village somewhere sit down in the chairs in the local tavern and be drinking virtual beers. <laughs> and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. For sure. 100%. That's, yeah. 
All right, so let me hit you with some rapid fire, and you just say okay. yes or no, or at any point you can tap. You are a legend. You can tap and say, "Yo, I want to talk about this a little more." So, do you think we get <laughs> ice planets? Yes. Uh, space legs. You already said yes. Um, any kind of sort of uh, extra interactions, let's say, with uh, base building. The rumors say yes. I hope not. Okay. With base building, storage. Again, I would hope not. Okay. With base building, production. Again, I would hope not. Okay. Now, so you've interestingly enough, I've, we've heard a little string of I hope nots. We're going to come back to that after after the rapid fire mm. because I definitely want that. Yeah. expanded upon um <clears throat> okay sort of first person oh cringe uh first person fortnite with thargoids <laughs> i really 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 hope not i really hope not jesus <laughs> thank you jesus all right uh, because you know, if you had said yes, I, I or or like, man, I hope so. I would have, to, I would lose one of my man crushes. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, atmospheric landings, not at this time. Okay, um, some additional permit unlocks that uh, you know for maybe out in the the rift or out in the uh, the. What is it sector where you know it has all possibly stuff. drip thread if we're lucky? Okay, uh, <clears throat> additional SRVs that have additional utilities. I would love that. So, um, do I think it again? Possibly drip thread, but okay, maybe I don't know. Okay, gas mining. Not on pl- oh gas mining where you go off and scoop Jupiter or something. Yeah, yes, gas giant mining. I would love that. Um, so much of this depends on what they're going to do. Yeah, if they, I think it would make a lot of sense, and I think it would probably more make sense when you go off and introduce atmospheric planets that don't, but not Earth-like worlds. Okay, water worlds, and more specifically, sub subaquatic travel or or interactions of some sort. I don't think we'll get that yet. No, not as not as part of twenty twenty. Okay, so on on my lightning round. Ra- oh, well, and the last one for bonus points on the lightning round with atmospheric landings. Parentheses, flying around in a spaceship, shooting dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't think we'll get atmospheric land atmospheric planets as part of twenty. Hmm. Okay, so uh, on the on the lightning rounds, uh, you definitely had some feelings on the base buildings, and you definitely had some feelings on on SRVs. Please expand, sir. Okay, so I think that um, I th- I think that plan- that Frontier have got enough on their plate, just giving us. Some kind of first-person legs functionality with actual meaningful content. 
Uh, and we have got enough environments to play in without needing the extra headache of adding in atmospheric landings and additional worlds to land on. Um, if you go off and just give us... If Frontier give us just our spaceships, our spaceships are the size of... of um, the Stadiums. Uh, yeah, no, no, they're bigger than stadiums. They're, you know, like... The size of office blocks. Yeah. Yeah, an anaconda is like the size of an aircraft carrier, man. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, I mean, I'm sure all the sailors, it feels cramped when you're in it for several months. But could you imagine being the only guy in an aircraft carrier? <laughs> I suspect you probably find a bit lonely, to be honest. Yeah. Um. So. Purely giving us our spaceships is going to give us a shitload of place to play in. Mm. Now, I think we would also get some form of first-person get-out-of-your-ship-and-walk on stations. Um, what I would love for that to be would be for Frontier to procedurally generate the internals of space of space stations and for us to have full navigation all around the place. But I don't think we'll get that. I don't know if we could ever get that. Um, what Frontier could, on the other hand, quite easily do would be to essentially you get out of the dock you get out and you walk into the into the docking bays of your that you walk out of your ship and you're in the dock in the docking bay that you see and then you get into essentially an elevator and it's a bit like uh, mass effect or something like that and you go to another part of the citadel mm. so yeah, like so a you, load screen into a different essentially category. essentially you got a, a load screen into the bar area or the zocal whatever you want to call it sure um and you and another thing I think they could go off and do with that, and I think this would be a way for Frontier to print their own money, is also have a residential district. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we all know that every single space station has enough capacity in it that every single space station could actually fit every single player base in them. And, yeah, we, well. you know, we... You know, so I, I don't see any reason why we can't go off and rent a bunk in whatever whatever station you want, and that is your room. And then you go off and give Frontier some real-world money and you've got a room with whatever... Art, you, you want a room with pink fluffy hearts and things like that as your bedding? Pay Frontier $10 and you, know, you can have it. And yet still, poor Jack Sofalot has to take the shuttle up from the moon every day. <laughs> exactly. So, um, okay. So, as an addendum to that, mm -hmm. what do you think... I know you're not, you know, you're not sold, you're not thrilled on the idea of, of fleet carriers or you know, yeah. personal fleet carriers yourself or whatever, but what do you think we're going to get with fleet carriers? And what do you think the community's reaction is going to be to that? Okay, I'll, I'll I'll answer that by being a politician and answering a different question. Um, <laughs> and this is why I, I think that 
space legs makes sense because Elite Dangerous to me has always been you are a grunt in you're a grunt in space. You, you know, we are as far as the community concerns, every single one of us is essentially a gypsy. Right. Now, even Shan is a gypsy. <laughs> uh, you know, we are part of the mobile community. We are not trusted by the citizens on the ground. Um, they don't like us. They don't really. You know, we are we are needed for interstellar um, interstellar commerce and things like that. We are an essential part of the community, but we're not really trusted and not wanted around here. Thank you very much. Gotcha. Um, and that I think is actually a very good reason down planets because you know they don't want to run there right and frankly if we'd been living in space for months on end if not all of our life we couldn't actually go down there anyway we'd be bollocks if you've ever watched the expanse oh yeah yeah <laughs> read it watched it love it <laughs> exactly for sure for sure um well i mean so, however we do have artificial gravity in in well we have coriolis effects etc yeah yeah, yeah. But even there, like, there are some parts of the station which are at 1G. There are other parts of the station which are only one-third G. Well, yeah. unless you're out at the end or of one the tenth. hammer. <laughs> yeah. And then you're up at several G. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we, I don't actually know if we would be able to walk around on a 1G world. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So what yeah. do you think the community's reaction is going to be to So okay so <laughs> So this is that's this is why I'm okay with us having a first person thing cuz you're still one man one commander. Mm-hmm. I would also make sure that we were locked into first person view. You know, we wouldn't be a third person view of you running around the station. You'd be first person view of you running around the station. Um fleet if you suddenly getting the fleet carrier puts you into some weird form of executive control I suspect and so all of a sudden you're not one man flying a spaceship you're um, please can you go over there and I'm not I'm not you know it's I'm I'm not a commander I'm an administrator and this is why again I'm not a massive fan of base building yeah, you know, I'm not a I'm not a commander. I'm I'm an administrator of a small colony again. Hmm. If I wanted base building, I would go off and play Planet Elite. So, and frankly, having Planet Elite Dangerous as a separate product that is tied in with the Elite Dangerous universe, I would be all for. I think it'd be an awesome game in its own right. You know how how cool a game would it be to be able to. to do some kind of space, build and maintain a colony that is actually viable. And you've got to go off and arrange transportation, you've got to keep your colonists happy, you got to, you know, there's so much that could be done mm-hmm. to create a really, really cool game. It just wouldn't be Elite Dangerous. It would be Planet Dangerous or something. Sure. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, I kind of, kind of go along with that. Mm-hmm. Do you think... Frontier is being like, do you think they're kind of looking over at No Man's Sky and kind of some of the stuff that's happening or not happening with squad with uh, Squadron 42 and Star Citizen, however you want to look at it? Mm-hmm. Do you think that they're looking at and do you think that, for lack of a better term, do you think that they're 
concerned about losing players to to those games? I'm sure they are. I'm very, very sure that they are concerned about losing players because you know, if all we can do is fly around our spaceships, no matter how good the flight model, there's a lot more you can do in Squadron 42, uh, which I'm really looking forward to that if it ever comes out. Right. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, yeah, there's a lot more you can do in that. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can do in No Man's Sky that's also a lot of fun. Um, it's just not Elite Dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I kind of look at No Man's Sky like the arcade version of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, 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 there's some things there that are really cool, but it kind of feels a little bit like yeah. Galaga, you know? And yeah, I mean, I, I love Minecraft. Yeah, I still play Minecraft. Minecraft... Yeah, I've played Minecraft ever since it was in, in uh, InfDev. Yeah. And I got in at the alpha level. Yeah, I was paid, you know, when you... Yeah, I was like had to get like for five dollars or whatever it was you know and i've been playing it on and off ever since then i've been in communities and i've built so much stuff in minecraft it's ridiculous um and i like that kind of game but it's that kind of game and it's not fly around in spaceships exactly it's not running around shooting things it's building stuff at, at the same time, it seems like while Minecraft is definitely on the shallower end, or not Minecraft, sorry, No Man's Sky is on the shallower end of the pool than Elite Dangerous, and Star only in Citizen, terms of its life model, I'd say. Well, yeah, but I'm saying in in one sense, it's it's the arcadey mm-hmm. version, and on on the other on the other sense, Star Citizen, should it ever be released, is kind of on the deeper uh, sort of yeah scale it does feel that between those two and multiple other projected 2020 you know releases it it does feel that sort of elite is being wedged in and that this could sort of be a very make or break year and paid expansion for elite dangerous that at the end of this 2020 paid update uh looking back on it several months later we're gonna have to me it feels like we're gonna have some very good reason to either say like wow this definitely locked it in moved it forward and and we're on the rise or if it goes the other way it, it could feel like man this is uh this is a rough situation to be in now Completely and utterly agree. If we wind up getting, for sake of argument, we wind up getting another CQC power play, if that's what we've got for 2020, then I think this time next year we'll hardly have anyone playing the game. See, the way I kind of look at it, I think that, and maybe I'm wrong about this because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there, but I kind of feel like the higher ups, the investors at Frontier have a number. I don't know what the number is. They have a number written down somewhere. And they're like, if we don't make this much profit off of this, then this game's going to maintenance mode. And I, I don't know what the and I don't know what the number versus time mode. Maybe maintenance mode is not quite the right way to put it. But I think that we'll the definitely see The only person it. who can actually do that is David Braben. He still owns... He owns too much of Frontier to for anyone else, even Tencent. 
to even if all the other investors got together and said, no, you're going to ditch Elite Dangerous, David still has enough of a controlling majority to say, nope. See, I, I did not know that. That is really excellent to know. That gives me a lot I'll, of hope. I, I, I think so. Don't. After saying that, I was going to say, don't quote me on that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, he, he is um, still the majority stock. I'm pretty sure he's still the majority shareholder, but I would not want so so but but a subtle thing and this may be a subtle thing and and i'm i cannot make this clear enough i am a huge fan boy of frontier development I am oh yeah, a huge yeah. Fan and I, yeah I love them very much so i mean no disrespect no but i mean all a, of yeah sorry sorry just as a subtle sort of thing if you look at the concept art the company art where they talk about their projects uh from say 2017 you would see where they would have it broken up into squares or whatever, and Elite Dangerous would be the number one spot. It would be the top left corner, where as native English speakers, your eye goes to the top left corner as panel one, and then mm -hmm. moves to panel two, and then down to panel three, down to the bottom left corner, and then moves over to the bottom right corner as panel four. Yet when you looked at the art that was released in 2019, it's panel one is i think planet coaster then there's planet zoo and then there's the whatever the the, the dinosaur thing the jurassic thing and then there's there's elite in, in in the panel four position yeah now this may be this is just i'm i'm looking at it and i'm saying hmm what does that say to me now it may just be that they're saying like hey well that's a good question thank you for asking our corporate strategy is that we put out whatever had the most recent release date in that position and then and 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 come 2020 december elite's gonna then rotate back up to the top left corner thank you for you know in which case i okay, think that fine. would be the case in which case fine but it's just i look at this i look at some stuff and i and i see this and and also let me let me roll this into a question because as a fan of elite and as a fan of frontier development I, of course, go and look whenever there's a leak. So I'm guilty of this. I am part of the problem because when there's a leak and someone says, we have information, I click and look. <laughs> and yet, I feel that these people that are making these leaks, they are doing Frontier. I mean, they're doing great harm to Frontier. It's no, it, it puts them in a weird situation where if Frontier, if the leak is accurate, okay, and Frontier puts out something that is an amazing whatever then they stole all of frontiers pizzazz and now it, it puts them in a weird situation where people go yeah i knew about that a year ago so what yeah if anything changes in the development cycle or if anything has to be pushed back or moved or whatever then people say oh you're you're giving us less than we thought and then they're bummed or if something doesn't work and has to be retooled or 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 in some way massaged again Oh, you're giving us less. So, like, they're in a no-win situation here. And I, I, what are, I, I would like to hear, in your words, your thoughts on the leaks, the effect, and 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 just how how detrimental and unfair that is to to them as a community, or to them as a company, and us as a community. I'm 100% in, in agreement with you. I I really don't like these leaks. I think they harm Frontier. I think they, as you say, it's a lose-lose situation for Frontier. Um, and yet, just like you, I will go and I will gobble these things up 
what we won't go and do, and what we've not really done on the on Labour Radio though, is talk very much about these leaks. Mm. <clears throat> you know, we might have gone off and said a leak happened, but that is all. We've not gone off and released a twenty-minute segment of the show talking about the leak and going on about it in general. Um. Or at least we've certainly not been the people to break that news, even if we knew about it like hours before other broadcasters did know about it. Um yeah, oh the good a great example of that was Oh, so the the big the big leak that happened last Easter. Yeah. Um this was when we had people at EGX not EJX, sorry, at ECM. So Frontier were at Elite Community Meet and they were all having fun with the community, blah, blah, blah. Then this leak happened. All of a sudden, all the CMs got a, got a page and they all had to run. And my God, I feel for those guys. Yeah. Uh, and of course, they couldn't make any comments about what was going on. But they all vanished and I suspect these leaks really ruins ECM for those guys. You know, the, uh, I'm, I've, I've been a big, so unfortunately on this show, I've, I've, I've kind of embraced the leak. Now I didn't break it or mm. anything, but I talked about it. So shame yeah. on me for that. But it, it was, oh, we, we as content creators are in a real, we're in a real bind. Cause it's like, in some respects, it's in our remit to discuss it. And it's part of our duty almost to go off and report this information to the listeners. Yeah. But then you've also got a remit not to be a dick. And <laughs> as you said, you know, it's like Frontier in a lose lose situation about this. How do you, what do you do? And it's a real, it's a, it's a real problem for us as well as, as content creators you know I, I i think back to this year's blizzcon mm -hmm. um where i was watching that live and like 10 minutes or maybe maybe like 10 hours before there's a leak and literally everything is discussed like in great detail there's a few screenshots it's just and then <laughs> We get to BlizzCon and I'm I'm on, I'm honestly sitting there watching it. I took the day off so I could watch it live, and I'm sitting there watching yeah. it. And it's like I got the leak pulled up, and I'm like, I'm part of the freaking problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I, I know I am. Happens with uh, us at the I think it was the ECM, not uh, the LaveCon, when is either this year's LaveCon or last year's LaveCon? I can't remember. Oh, late on twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, and I can't remember when the content that Frontier were going to announce at LaveCon was released to a couple of people so they could make content about it. Um, and it was under embargo until after it had been mentioned at LaveCon, but mistakes were made and they went off and announced it. So all the LaveCon content was released and announced on Friday by a couple of people instead of being a sort of a this is brand new information for every at LaveCon. Yeah. That's a good way to kiss your press credentials goodbye forever. <laughs> well, it didn't, but yes. Mm. 
it's a it's it's a weird situation because like on the one hand you want to be the first one to talk about it because you know you're 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 trying to push the envelope so to speak but on the other hand you have to work with the people at that company and you don't want to be the dick you know yeah, and and on top of that regardless of even if you don't need anything from them as a man you give your word you keep your word damn right <laughs> damn right and let's face it certainly a lot of the people in the UK you know, we've all we've all had to sign NDAs and you go off and sign an NDA and frontier owners. <laughs> Um, now i don't think frontier would ever do something really about it but you know you you i mean i'm not giving anything away but to just just to walk in the door when we went to see frontier we had to sign about three forms just to walk in the doors yeah um and it basically all entitled just like you know like anything you see here you can't talk about blah 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 or death legal situation blah 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 you're gonna die (laughs) um we will find you we will kill you from their standpoint, I completely get it. They're being oh. kind enough to bring you in to also, I mean, they, they get a value from it because you are the community, you're respected members of the community. They're bringing in people that are knowledgeable. And from their standpoint, what do they get from it? Well, what they get from it is a chance to engage with you, to explain their thought process, to hear your response, to maybe make some changes before it gets rolled out to everyone, but to also stand there you know, it's it's out now that they, everybody knows that they previously they did show you the, the the asteroid breaking before it came out, and and then everyone was super excited, and they're sitting there watching your faces so that they can be like, okay, <laughs> this is good, we we hit a home run yeah. here. But if yeah. they had saw, if what they had seen is you know the community's response to say you know multi crew or whatever, then they would have mm-hmm. been like, all right, guys, this needs some work. Let's get on it. Uh, so, you know, they get something from it, but at the same time, they're giving you free access. You and I are as much as we're might be like, oh, well, you know, we're journalists in this community or we're this, that, and the other. We're really guys like I have a real day job that I do. This is a hobby. I'm doing this for fun for them. This is putting their kids through school and making sure someone pays their mortgage. So we're, we've got different levels of skin in the game. If 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 this if my podcast were gone tomorrow, it's not going to end my life or whatever. If these guys' you know business is gone tomorrow, it's it's a major major problem. So I completely understand and respect the fact that they're saying, "Hey, look, we're going to need you to sign some stuff just so that you know w- w- you handle this ethically and responsibly because you know that you have some some skin in the game too." So I get that a hundred percent. There's one other benefit that Frontier gets from inviting content creators to Frontier Towers to see stuff. And that is... I don't want to say anything as ethereal as goodwill, but can you imagine it if all the content creators got invited to to Frontier Towers, say, and Frontier showed us some shit... And we then spend the next couple of months saying, I can't tell you what I've seen, but fuck me, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it and, builds hype. You know, how much goodwill and how much hype would that make for Frontier? Yeah. Um, on the other hand, if Frontier go off and saw something and we're like, yeah, that's kind of shit, <laughs> then it maybe gives them time to fix it, 
-hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. Or it just goes off and, you know, we've just killed the game we love. Yeah. So, it, this just brought up a thought. Let me and, and this just throw out a number. You don't have to justify it. You don't have mm -hmm. to whatever. Just fleet carriers. How much are they going to cost? First thought in your head. Yeah. I think about a billion. Okay. Um, I And the reason why I think that is... I think a billion is a achievable amount for more or less anybody. Um, I know some members of the show think that they can go off and charge a hundred billion and we wouldn't notice it. Um, <laughs> but I think if they go off and Frontier have access to all the stats mm. and they can see how much spare cash floating. So if Loads and loads of people have got like ten billion just sitting in their pocket doing nothing. Sure, charge ten billion. If on the other hand the average commander's only got like a hundred million, maybe you only actually make them five hundred million. So actually, sorry, go ahead. There's, I don't, I genuinely don't think there is. There's no point going off and spending all this time developing them if nobody can afford the damn things. So I, I actually have a tiny inside information on that. Um, because I know someone who works at Inara and I have been given two different numbers over the course of six months over what the average commander has in their bank. And currently it's sitting at like 600 mil. So just to clarify, this is the average member that reports to Inara. Right. So I don't know how you could really apply that. Cause I know there's, I know the Inara players is probably like, a third or less of the actual players in the community. Less, way less. I would think but it's yeah. like five percent. Yeah, it probably yeah. is, but yeah. Yeah. But it's still a significant sample size. Yeah. And so, you have to think that it's probably as it, as a sample size. If you were to look at it, you would say this percentage of the population is more engaged or less engaged than the average member. I would say more say engaged. Way oh, more. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, not you're sure. not going to go off and get. EDMC and all that kind of malarkey if you're a hyper-casual player. So if the average more involved member it has that amount, then you have to assume to you can extrapolate with logic that the average average member has a considerable amount less. Yeah. And, and something else I'll say is is you know, I think about it, it, well, it's, it's no secret that that I think about when they were launched the Mamba and the crate, and they were taught there was that interview um, uh, Will had. I can't think of the developer's name on where they were actually talking about the development of the crate, and they mm -hmm. they said in there that when they were getting to release ready to release the ship before they set prices on certain things, they will look at averages of people's accounts now he didn't word for word say that but he was kind of alluding to that you know yes yeah. so i think that it's not a stretch for them to look at fleet carriers and them just go okay probably a billion is probably the right number and maybe to get all the things in the support ship unlocked and kind of get it you know tweaked how you want it maybe that's another couple billion or something you know yeah that sounds fair so sidebar on that the last things released were the crate and the mamba which were quite some time ago Mm -hmm. What uh, what do you think will be the next thing released? What would you like to be the next thing released? And uh, 
it, it doesn't it seem a little bit like man this is there's a good chunk there between this is the longest wait we've ever had for a ship i think what i would like for frontier to release next would actually be a collection of srv yes um i don't think we have any massive need for more ships in the game um I have a thing that I would prefer instead of fleet carriers. You know, I would rather... And there, there's a whole lot of balance issues. Mm -hmm. But I would rather chuck the fleet carriers in the bin and you can buy a pamphlet clipper, a derated pamphlet clipper or something like that for a billion dollars. And that comes with a small shuttle which allows you to transfer about the same amount of stuff as an adder, but it doesn't have an FSD drive. So basically, my, the idea that I would have for it would be, here is a chuffing huge brick that will you will park 10 kilometers away from a station, and then you'll essentially fly an adder to get your cargo off it. Um... And potentially you could, you know, this is something I'd love, would be I want to be able to hire a fleet of adders to come and get my stuff so that these adders could essentially do, you know, like when the truckers or someone like that are loading mugs. You go off and get a whole lot of people collect buying mugs from the station, flying it out to the anacondas, dropping the cargo, you scoop it up, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'd love to be able to have a a small docking base, say, and you can temporarily maybe dock your own ship into it and unload your cargo, possibly, don't know. Um, or maybe you just have a an adder without an FSD drive that you have to take back and forth. Um, but it's still one man, one ship. It's not executive control over a mobile space station. Okay. Um, and you then, obviously, it's a chuffing huge ship. You put whatever you want. If you want that ship to have a bunch of of docking bays in it, then you can potentially load up maybe an anaconda or three and carry them around. Or you can load up a shitload of SLFs and carry them around. <laughs> or you can have 20,000 tons of cargo and carry it around. <laughs> um, you know, this is where you, you've got the customization that you could have. You know, you could have a, a Class 6 docking bay which allows a small ship and a Class 8 docking bay or something like that that allows an anaconda. Or a Class 8 uh, module size that allows an anaconda. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you have to pay a fortune to allow an anaconda to have a docking bay, but you could do it. Mm. Um, and that would obviously, you know, that way you'd you'd have your anaconda, you'd land on the ship, 400 tons of stuff come out of your cargo hold into the anaconda, drop it off at the station, rinse and repeat. Right on. Um, and I think that would be more fun gameplay for all involved than some kind of executive control over 
a space station, which is what I feel these fleet carriers sound like to me. Hmm. Um, See, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about the fleet carriers just from the aspect of having a mobile base when I decide to go exploring. But yeah. you're losing a lot of the you versus the galaxy feel. Yeah, yep. it's the it's the so it's the age old. It's basically it's the same thing of saying uh, so a ton of people in America say, oh, man, I, I want to go visit Cuba because this, that and the other. And they're opening it up now and you can go visit Cuba. So then you go and visit Cuba for the for the the, you know, um, you know, for the exotic visit and the sites and whatever. And then when you have all these Americans going over there, they say, OK, but we need to have these creature comforts from home we need to have this that and the other so then they bring that all over and then a year from now when you go to visit cuba you're like okay this is miami this is yeah. not it, it's so, lost it's 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 rugged beauty um i actually experienced something just like that in oh in turkey i went on holiday there in maybe 94 95 or something like that mm. um and the, my very first time round there and you were very definitely in a different country. Yeah. Um, and we we actually we we went to McDonald's in the nearest town there, which was yeah was quite a long way. And to get to the nearest town, we basically had to get into a minibus with all the locals and a goat. Mm. Um, and it's a case of you throw down. If you drachma down to the driver, you say there's two of you, and he gives you some money back. And you, you, it's not like a bus in in the UK, where you get on and you pay the driver. It's just like you you pass a hundred dinar note or a million dinar note down to the driver, and he'll pass you your change back. Um, and you're sharing it with a whole lot of people, and it's it's a very different environment to anything we've ever had in the UK or in anywhere in Europe, really. Um, and then you're walking around the streets of town and it's a very different architecture, very different feeling. And then all of a sudden you see a McDonald's and you walk in, it's like, we've got air conditioning. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh. uh, whereas the last time we were in Turkey, it was just like going to a, a holiday inn in the UK. Mm. Yeah, it had nicer weather, but it was, that, it was just like going to any other hotel. Yeah, um, and that's a shame in some respects. You you lose out on on that uh, that that sort of frontier. Yeah, excuse the pun. Hmm. Well, um, I think I think we should probably wrap this up because we've been going about two hours. <laughs> so and, and don't get me time. wrong, I got a bunch of things I want to ask you, but I I know it's like two a.m. there or oh, something. I have coffee. I have cider. Passing out yet, so. so so one I have to ask then if you, if he's not passing out yet I yes. have to add this in we cannot have the dirty boy of Lave Radio on without getting a few Lave Radio after dark a little loose screws podcast after dark tell us some and and only give names of the innocent not the guilty uh, or or give or hold back whatever facts you feel are prudent for people's whatever but. Tell us some some of the fun behind the scenes stories, some some maybe some spicy stuff that no one's ever heard from uh, from your days of Lave Radio. I'm sure there's <laughs> got to be more than a few at this point. 
and lathe cons as well. Okay, so I mean, I'll only tell. <laughs> um, so the Frontier launch party um, uh, was at down in Cambridge, obviously, and I wound up sharing a room. I wound up sharing a twin room with Commander Smokey, who is um, is a listener of the show, and you know, still I was playing with him just the other night. Actually, uh, we still play GTA. We still play. No, we play GTA and um, Red Dead Redemption and things like that with him. Still, he still plays Elite. Yeah, he's an he's an ex squaddy in the British military and things. Right on. And he and I had farting competitions the next morning. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so you know, that's all. That's all good fun. Um, also at Frontier Expo, we did a number of. There was a free bar at Frontier Expo, so a lot of members of the community came in, came back to the hotel rather merry, mm. and then we basically hit the bar in the hotel at about midnight local time, obviously, and we convinced them to stay open until we went to bed. Because uh, we were drinking a shitload still, <laughs> so yeah, Westland the barman was amazing and agreed to all this. The manager, so the manager and the barman were just like raking in the money, and they were, you know, I'm sure they were very, very happy with us. <laughs> but bless him, the poor barman was probably expecting a nice, quiet night. You know, it's twelve o'clock. Yeah, fine, whatever. And he wound up staying open till four, or five later in the morning. Um, but oh, this... go ahead. But somewhere in the middle of this, um, Fozza decided to, you know what's a good idea? We should get our recording stuff out and do some more audio recordings. <laughs> so we had a whole load of audio recordings from people who were very, very drunk. Mm. And Jarvis, bless him, managed to edit everybody so that they didn't sound very, very drunk, and that they sounded relatively sober, and maybe even slightly intelligent. Wow, that's impressive. Um, other, th I'm trying to think of other other things. Was, other things. Was that story from the same year that apparently there was a some sort? There was a wedding, and at some point, oh. they all got drunk, and the bride was wandering the halls, drunk right. and no, naked, no, no, and someone no, no, had no, to no, help no. them. No, no. So that that this is from the Frontier <laughs> launch party, from the Elite wow. Dangerous launch party. Sorry. Okay. Um, at our first at Lavecon's first year in Sedgwick Hall, which I think would be twenty fifteen ish. I think. We've been there for so many years now, it's quite scary and awesome. Hmm. Um, so, fr anyway, the front first year at, at Sedgebrook Hall Hotel, there was a wedding party that was there, as, as you said. And, well, we also had a fight. So, you know, we had we had dockers at midnight. Um, and then we're all... Like, all the ca all the audience basically file out and go and are in the cast and crew of dockers were hanging around the stage area and just getting things tidied up. And then all of a sudden, we start hearing a bit of a frack from the bar. So we all dash out. Um, and, you know, we've got several thousand pounds worth of equipment in the room that we don't want to be ruined in a fight. Mm. Uh, so there's a fight, basically, between the bar... between the 
the wedding party guests and members of the elite community or basically to to break the fight up um but then um void son's wife was also at the at lavecon and carl who carl who is void son uh was we were playing he was playing cars against humanity and drinking or whatever in the bar area at lavecon and his wife had gone to bed his wife got a knock on the door from the bride and she was very, very drunk and basically got locked out of her room and she did have clothes on. Um, <laughs> but it was this guy's wife who saw everything and you know took her under her wing, shall we say, and helped get things sorted out. Um, throw, throw a robe on her and get her to safety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so it's not like she was prancing around the bar area with clothes on. Um but so you know that that happened. Um We've got some lovely videos of Sally last year having far too much fun with one of the um oh the fatherhood's um uh, miniguns. Um <laughs> he had um he had a mini he basically had a, a foam minigun that was basically powered with a, a slowed down power drill. So okay. you hit the trigger and it goes off and lights and sounds and starts spinning around. And there's videos of her and Zach, uh, sorry, her and Will having way too much fun with that. I don't um, even know if I want to know anymore about that. I think, <laughs> I think they're, they're on Twitter or something. They're, they're there for anyone to find. Oh, well, then they're not as, they're not what I was picturing then. Okay, no. never mind. Never mind. <clears throat> um, um, yeah. All right. There's no real juicy goss that I can share. Well, so we've been talking about a lot of LaveCons. I feel like this year's LaveCon, mm. honestly, is going to be like just legendary. I feel like this is going to be so, yeah. a massive year for like. So I, I, I predict that we're going to get fleet carriers like a week or two before LaveCon that, so that people can play with the fleet carriers, then come and, you know, talk about it and Gosh whatever. About them. Yeah. And then I predict that, that Frontier is going to drop like a teaser, a brief teaser trailer for 2020 paid update at LaveCon. Have some of you guys over and and do the 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 same thing like they did with the uh, the mining the core mining or whatever, and then drop the big, uh, you know, the big full trailer for the 2020 paid update at uh, yeah. what is it Gamescon or whatever. So yeah. I, mean, I think like you that. guys are in for a massively good time this year. Tell us a little bit about this year's LaveCon. At the moment, we don't really know a hell of a lot about it. I mean, a lot of LaveCon isn't really organized. Until Frontier turn around and say, "Right, this is what we're going to do," mm. and I mean, I don't think Karen actually got the information about last year's LaveCon until about two weeks or so before the event. Um, and obviously, there are, there are some things that the community will do. There are some things Frontier want to go and do, and there are some things that people want to do with Frontier at LaveCon. Um. But we have no input and no control. Bring, and they might turn around and say, "You know what? We're not actually going to come this year." 
I yeah, we think can't... there's no chance of that based on what they've got planned for the year. I think there's probably not. Safe. Yeah, we can't we can't rest on our sure. laurels, sure, sure. and we can't guarantee that they're going to come. Now, for example, ECM are having their thing at Cambridge yeah. this Easter, so yeah, the fact that that's going to be at ECM at Easter ECM is going to be at in Cambridge at Easter. That's going to be a hell of a lot convenient frontier to do as well. Oh, for sure. I, I think this year is such a year packed with information that you can expect a heavy presence from Frontier at both of those events. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm very much looking forward to, and I'm sure you more than anyone is very, very much looking forward to the fact that you'll probably, and I'm, they wouldn't even have told you now, so there's no way you could know, so you're not under any NDA or whatever, <laughs> but there's there's probably an excellent chance that you're going to get another invite to the office and get to see some more cool stuff ahead of everyone, so I am very, very jealous of you. If we did, we would be honored to go and see anything, and whatever happened would be awesome. Um, but then, just as equally... Frontier have flown people from America over to their office too. So, you know, just because they invite us doesn't mean say they won't invite you guys. Well, that's the... I, I'm actually... I'm actually... I missed the first round of tickets for LaveCon. I'm trying... Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the website daily to try to get tickets for the second for the second round. And... Uh, uh, I don't I I don't have it pulled up right now. I can't remember like they haven't announced when the second round of tickets are. No, it's not that think I so. Yeah. And see, the thing is, is, like, this has been an easy sell for my girlfriend. She's always wanted to go to Europe. She has no <laughs> she has no interest in the game, but she's always wanted to go. So it's like, hey, yeah. we could go there, do this, and I'm gonna go over and do this these these things. <laughs> yeah, you can you can leave the girlfriend in London, and then you came to oh, come to Northamptonshire for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah and for the record, um, since. For the record, since you brought it out there that uh, Frontier have flown over Americans to come over and, you know, see things, I just want to throw it out there. If if you're listening, Frontier, that's <laughs> at Tyrvol, T-Y-R-V-O-L on Twitter, just saying. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, so, um, I, I, no, I, I would just completely lose my mind. Like, I would be like, I mean, I mean, like, I don't even know how to say it. Like, I would, I'd be like, <sighs> I'm speechless. <laughs> I would be yeah, speechless and, if that happened. Yeah, and it's always the case that you know we, as I think, I, we either spoke about it in the pre-show, or we talked about it at the beginning of this thing. Is like any we Frontier owe us nothing. Yeah. We are a bunch of play, fans of the game with a microphone, and Frontier. All Frontier owe us is the game, and they don't even have to go off and tell us. That they're releasing a patch, to be honest. Yeah. You know, now they might be shooting themselves in the foot for doing some of that, but we have to take anything that Frontier will give any of us, whether it's showing up on our Discord channels for a chat, whether it's responding to an email. We have to be honored and humbled by the fact that they are even willing to talk to us sometimes. A hundred percent. Well, I mean, just just, um, just for clarification, like you willing to talk with us tonight, and you know, when, when I when I was first getting this thing started, you know, uh, Phoenix to Fire was very was very helpful yeah. for me, and man, him just communicating with me, I was just like, holy crap, it's him. 
<laughs> yeah, Col- Colin's awesome. Yeah, yeah and, and I, I was, I was, I am, I am truly humbled. Like, and, and, and I, I had a moment the other day where uh, we had a particular person get in the Discord, and he kind of fanboyed out on me, and I'm trying to figure out why are you? I'm nobody. I am nobody. Yeah. I'm nothing. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I just fix computers, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's so my most embarrassing thing, not embarrassing, it was awesome, but it was also embarrassing, was I was at Insomnia with my son, and a couple of people were hearing me talking to my son, and I was wearing an Elite Dangerous t shirt, and they're like, Excuse me, are you Commander Ed Levice? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Hi. <laughs> uh, and so that that was awesome and embarrassing at the same time. Yeah, because I'm just walking around in Somnia with my son. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But then there's other times when you know <laughs> this is this is an event. You know, I was at LaveCon, and I wound up talking to this guy for a good hour. And he didn't know, I mean, oh god, this sounds terrible, but he didn't know who I was. I was just a fan talking to him about things. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know that That's I was one of the radio commanders. I was just I was just blethering away with him for a good hour. He was new to the game, and we just wound up talking about how to get set up and started with the game. Yeah, but I mean that's that's beautiful. That's not that's that's like you don't have to come into conversations with. Uh, excuse me, do you know who I am? It's like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually famous with space nerds. Thank you. Well, and maybe like, no, you just, don't, Kai, but I. Just you know, just, just just two human beings talking. Oh, you got a question? Let me see. I might know that. I've been around a little yeah. bit. Maybe I got an answer for you. Like that's beautiful. That's and speaking of knowing things and being around for a little bit or whatever. I think the most, the key thing to me as far as all of this, I, I do not, honestly, I do not give two shits if people know my name or know my voice. No. I don't, I can't stand my voice. But uh, to me, the biggest in, the biggest plus from all of this, I'm not, I don't have a stream. I'm not trying to get rich. I'm not looking for whatever. To me, the most exciting part of all of this is access to the minds at Frontier and to the minds of the community of people that have interesting ideas and things to discuss about the game that I love. Yeah. So as somebody who has the most access, you, you know, you're on as far on the inside as you can get with Lave Radio. Let me ask you, how many interviews have you had or, or chances that have you had to talk to the legend, to, to David Dra- uh, Braven, and and at and, least get his name right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm tripping over my words here. I'm, 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 you know, whatever. But I'm just literally picturing, picturing, like, okay, like. Uh, so that's, me, that's such a big thing. Uh, me personally, I've spoken to David Braben on two separate occasions. Though one was like multiple, prolonged, like bouncing about. Hmm. Uh, actually, no, that's... Oh, <laughs> I suppose technically three occasions. Um, okay, so so the, the, very, the very first time I actually spoke to him was at the launch party when I I bumped into David 
in the before the before people were before the, the community was allowed into where Frontier were doing their stuff, mm. and I was desperately trying to find Ed. Um, and David was just wandering around. I was like, excuse me, but do you know where Ed is? <laughs> you know, and I... Because, you know, I needed to find Ed. And I'm like, I can't gush and squee and go, oh my god, David, I'm not worthy of... Ah! <laughs> you know, I need Ed for my work. You know, right. we are at Frontier... We're at Frontier Launch Party to work. We needed to find Ed for work. I can't afford to squee and be a little fangirl all over him. I have to find Ed. Right. And you know, David just said, oh yeah, I think he's over there somewhere. I was like, yeah, thank you very much. And then I went off and found Ed. You could have asked about Raxla. <laughs> <laughs> Man, next uh, time, I, I will show you how to do a rear naked choke. <laughs> just, no, no, just, just, just replace the word Ed with Raxla. Raxla. Like, do you know where Raxla is? And have him, yes. Oh yeah, it's just over there. It's just over there. <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry. So go. Se so second, number two. second star on to the right. Se so okay, so time number two. Um, so second time was at the, um, oh the Horizons launch event mm -hmm. at Eurogamer Expo, and basically Zach had made arrangements with myself and Obsidian Ant to speak to David and a few of the other developers as part of their. As part of their promotional stuff, basically. Hmm. So, we all. David did his large announcement that was streamed out. And then myself and Obsidian Ant were invited backstage to talk to David. And then we were basically we were trying to find a quiet area to do this. And we wound up like walking to this pitch black area with no lights, lots and lots of black curtains. <laughs> and. <laughs> You know, and basically, Obsidian Ant and I got our microphones out, and we started talking to David in this, in this like dark black area with nothing in it. But at least you could actually hear what was being said. And and this um, is the one we were talking about earlier, where you said literally you guys like held up your cell phones for light so you could yeah. see each other. <laughs> that had to be a weird like, okay, this is spooky campfire stories with the the man himself. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, the, and then the third time was when we were at here, and David was obviously in the room when they were doing their announcements and watching our reactions live. And then we all basically had lunch, and I was lucky that David was just basically sitting down. David sat down next to me at the end of the table, and was we were just eating sandwiches together, <laughs> yeah, along with everybody else. But you know, like it was like, but David was the one who was next to me, <laughs> so you know. I, you know, we're just, just shooting the breeze, basically. That's so, awesome. again, let me just coach you for next time, okay? Because you're my friend, so I want you to get it right. <laughs> next time you don't say, can you pass the pickles? Next time you say, can you give me the location of Raxla? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I know you're kidding, but that's it's one of these things that... Um, so, as, as part of my history, I, I worked for the BBC for a while. And... <clears throat> You're with, you know, you, you see, da yeah, I saw Jeremy Clarkson, who's a bit of a knob, but kind of a big deal in the, in UK television. And, you know, you saw him every day. Mm -hmm. You know, he's always outside where I worked having a cigarette. Um, so you see, you know, a bunch of, in inverted commas, really famous people 
on a daily basis, and you can't go and fangirl over them. You've got to be professional doing your job. Right. So, so let me um, give you let me give you some more advice. In the future, <laughs> if you see Jeremy Clarkson, you say, "Excuse me, could you ask David Braben where Raxley?" <laughs> and don't talk to him about stakes. I, I I could care less about I, I, like I've famous quote unquote famous people. I, I've seen them. Yeah. I've done some armed security gigs before, and I've seen bands, movie stars, this, that, and the other. And it's like, okay, that's nice, but yeah, I, I am mean, let's in... say you're to doing armed security, say Justin Bieber. You know, you're not going to go and get your pistol out and shoot him in the face. You're going to be professional about it, right? And Nick and the bastard. And well, <laughs> I, to, be, to be to be honest with you, when you're when you're doing stuff like that. It's all people that it's like, oh, okay, that's a pretty girl, or okay, that's a famous guy. I've seen him somewhere. I don't really care. I yeah. am in my real life, in my in, in my what I call see, this is my real life. That's my day gig. This is my real life. What do I want to do, you know, for fun? And what I do for fun is fly around on spaceships. And so for me, this is this is much much more fun, and this yeah. is like I'm I nerd out over okay. that. I don't care about the other yeah, stuff. I mean, if I could be a space trucker in real life, hell yeah, hell yeah. You know, yeah. My character in Elite Dangerous is so much more well off than I am. It's ridiculous, <laughs> and I'm not in Shan's league at all. So let me ask you this real quick. Like, mm-hmm. um, okay, so do you kind of have like a like a lore? Or like a background story for your character in Elite? I have a generic background character for for Aid Levice. And I this is actually a character who I've maintained across uh various pen and paper RPGs and World of Warcraft and Swotor and <laughs> Elite Dangerous. Yeah, it's sort of you know the, the same, but they're always the same. Per, and for that, oh, for that matter, Fallout as well, actually. Mm. Um, and Age Levice is always a, I guess, a chaotic good rogue character. Um, okay. So in in World of Warcraft, that's you know I was a I was a night elf rogue. Mm-hmm. Who was deliberately a fuckbugly character, um, and then it didn't really count any because his head was—he didn't buy some helmets, right? Um, so by the, when I, I, I forgot how ugly it was when I took my helmet off one day, <laughs> um, and then in in Fallout again, I'm I'm again this this thief, always pickpocketing and stealing stuff. But also still, you know, chaotic good. Um, in Elite Dangerous, again, I'm chaotic good, but I, you know, I'm still fairly mercenary. Yeah, uh, I'll take jobs from anyone. Um, I'll, I will happily take place in Imperial slave trading. Um, I will, you know, I'll do the odd assassination mission and so on. Uh, and I'm yeah, but I'm pre- predominantly, I guess, a smuggler. Uh, or that—that's kind of how I see my character in Dangerous, predominantly smuggler. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I'm 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 not an evil character, but you know, I'm I'm not squeaky clean either. I got you. See the um, you kind of do it like I do. Like every game I've played, um, there's there's been like I have a uh, I have what I have a sci-fi character and I have a fantasy character. And if mm. I'm playing a fantasy game while well, I'm playing I'm playing the you know the little dwarf that I made that's kind of followed me around. If I'm playing a sci-fi character, then I made Tyrvol, you know, and yeah. he's followed me around. And it's they go these two they go all the way back to uh uh Dungeons and Dragons and um uh Paranoia tabletop games. I uh, uh Paranoia the RPG was It was Yeah, trust trust the computer the computer is your friend. <laughs> that uh, man, I, I I have so many good stories from that, but the best one was we had we had just been playing like we just like, like we were all like you know little troubleshooters and we had just left we had just left like like seconds and the DM's like all right so you guys are gonna go and you gotta go troubleshoot some whatever sh- air shaft or whatever it was and <laughs> you're walking down and uh, so Ty blows up I'm like what what do you mean I blew up he goes <laughs> welcome he goes, to the game and before we started mm-hmm. he said he goes he goes hey what's your I can't remember what the, what the stat was he asked me to check but he goes like what's your initiative. Or, or, or what's your detection or whatever it was? And I was like, uh, it's three. I rolled a 20-sided dice real quick. I rolled it, and I rolled like a two or something. He goes, all right, okay, cool. And, like, I <laughs> forgot it. Like, enough time passed. We were still setting up characters. Enough time passed to where someone had slipped a grenade on me. <laughs> and oh, I had no, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I started off had to go get another clone. <laughs> Uh, that game is so much fun. Yeah, I I, I got him back uh, later on because I uh, I turned on the air shaft and got him sucked into the fan. So, <laughs> but, well, yeah. wasn't that the one where you could? I think in that one you could murder people by killing yourself, and when your clone was like launched catapult style to the spot, you could like take out someone else. Uh, maybe I'm confusing that with another one. I think you're confusing another one because this one here, like if you if you got started off to where you had to start off with another clone, like you had to walk from the clone facility back to the wherever the hell you died at. And I remember walking over there, like they like my RDM always made us start off naked when we had a clone, so we had to go to our body. We had to do a corpse run, is what we had to do. Yeah. And it go to our body, and it was always, are you going to make it to the, your corpse or not? You got may have to get another clone. <laughs> That's a wow or EQ player right there, yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, basically, you just said that you are the same across all platforms. You are a chaotic good rogue, and now you're in a spaceship. So, basically, for the last two hours, I've been talking with Han Solo. Yep. Essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Han right. shot first. <laughs> Always. <laughs> For sure, man. All right, I think we need to wrap it up here, gentlemen. Okay. Because like we are well over, we have a crap ton of stuff here, and <laughs> and I, I know it's late there. But what what time is it there right now? It's it's gotta it be is like three, five right? Past two in the morning. Oh golly, <laughs> man, I I I hey, cannot. Man, I'm, I'm having a blast. So good. <laughs> awesome, awesome, man. Well, let me let me let me go. Um, let me just, I, I can't thank you enough for joining. And I can't thank you and everyone over at Loose, at uh, Lave Radio for support. <laughs> I know, I screwed it up there. <laughs> everyone over at Lave thank Radio for, for supporting us starting out. And um, 
I've I've never considered you guys competition. I look up to all, no. all you guys. So hundred percent. And yeah. I also want to take the opportunity to thank everyone at Loose Screws for just being awesome. And you're not even gonna catch it. You're just yeah. <laughs> Yes, absolutely, Labor Radio. We love you guys. Uh, you could have been talking about your community. Your community. <laughs> I'm part of your community. Well, then, then our community is the richer for it. So thank you very much, and uh, we definitely look forward to uh, to to a lot more to come. We want to get more of you, more of the other guys. We want more mixing it up. We want all of the things, man. This yeah, is great. In all of the dangerous. Um, creative community are all awesome awesome guys yeah um there are so many lovely people who make content for this game it is ridiculous and and, and as someone who has played world of warcraft for 15 years and has seen that community go from being what this community is now to go being like this toxic mess it is so nice to come to this community or i've I've been in this community but i kind of just got involved in the community to see it like like this is like i'm not in a guild but i feel like i'm in this guild and i feel like we're all as close as we were back in old school wow days and it it feels really nice yeah i mean this takes me into one of my big issues with squadrons and sorry i know we're wrapping no go ahead <laughs> go, go ahead um, yeah, I, we're, I, we're happy for you to talk as long as you want to fuck so yeah i i'm i i've again i've never been a massive fan of squadrons because you know, I'm part of the Lave community, I'm part of the Hudson community, I'm part of the Sakai community. I'm friends with Paladin Consortium, I'm friends with Fuel Rats, I'm friends with uh, AXI, I'm friends with Hive. I've got, you know, don't make me choose. Yeah. And I, I, we didn't need it, I don't want it. I understand that some people like having a little tag on their ship. But if you want a little tag on your ship, put a little f- tag on your Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's not hard. I kind of feel like the whole squadron thing, when they implemented, and I, I, I don't mean this negatively toward FDEV, although it's going to sound really <laughs> negative, it feels a little half measure. It feels yeah, like... that's another four hours of content. Right? <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, it, it just kind of feels like that, they, that they're... It feels like they, that they had this really good idea, and before it was done, they had watered it down to what it is. Because I feel like, I feel like they ran into a bunch of engine limitations or database limitations. I don't know, but I don't know. Anyway, anyway. all right, wait. Yeah. So, so before we, when we're in this, I got two rapid fire questions that'll take two seconds each. Right? Okay. You just have to answer the to- thing on the top of your head, and then I'm going to ask you a third Headphones. question. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask you a third question, which you're going to answer right away, and Ty's going to stop recording right before you answer it so no one else gets to hear. Ready? <laughs> All right. First question. Favorite member of the community. Go. Colo. Second question. Least favorite member of the community. Go. No comment. oh wow i'm right here is why (laughs) all right all right and and third question and be ready to end the recording here ready all right least favorite co-host on live radio 